Hello. Hello. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good morning to you. How are Good you? Good morning. I'm very well. Good. You get some better sleep, it sounds like, maybe. Better sleep than what? Than last time? Then last time you were very tired and you hadn't you Uh-oh. didn't sleep great. Um, you were up and you you're... had the racing mind and the repeating thoughts and well, that's me. That sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. To answer your question, yes, I think so. Although I didn't sleep that much last night. Why? What did I watch last night? I think the pat one pattern is that I think Monday night can sometimes be my one of my too late nights. Um, I've been watching a lot of very strange. Uh, not strange, but but uh, okay, I'm a weird guy. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of uh, Shakespeare things, like one Shakespeare thing per night. And uh, and then what was the reason last night? Oh, I know. I watched a murder show on Netflix, I think. I get so much murder on Netflix. I, I don't know. I think I might have seen everything on Netflix. Or I've at least decided how I feel about everything on Netflix. And sometimes I just give up and I, and I watch a murder show. Do you ever just watch a murder show on Netflix? I mean, sometimes murder shows... Are- Par for the course, you know, you got to watch it. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm snotzy. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's, um, they, it's funny when one encounters uh, the algorithm or what you imagine is the algorithm or you know, whatever. I mean, this goes way back before we called it an algorithm. But, it, you know, it's, um, if your friend, if you like, if you watched a lot of this, then we can guess you probably want to watch some of that. So maybe, you know, it's like, like they say, what the youths say, you know, you're telling on yourself, Dan. You're telling on yourself. And maybe I'm telling on myself here. It's like when, when, when uh, the ex-president's son goes, look at the results on Google. It's, you know, for uh, searching for myself. Everybody thinks I'm a dingling. It's like, well, yeah, dude, because you keep searching for yourself and you're a dingling. So, but I mean, here's the question is, uh, yes. and, and I'm, I'm leading up to something with this. If oh, you, good. I can't wait. I know. If you know that putting on the murder show is going to make you stay up later. Huh? Um, and that you choose to do it, right? Then that tells oh, that you it know reveals what I'm a hidden a hidden intention, a maybe. hidden yeah, like a or, subconscious, or, just, or, or or put differently, well, one only has oneself to blame, really. That's exactly. I what think I'm, that's. Yes. I think that is that's a really good point, and it's certainly insouciant, uh, 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 perspicacious, SAT words, catchphrase. Um, yeah, you're probably right. I think that's very true. Okay, so here's where that gets real bad. That gets real bad when I think I go. Oh, oh, oh. That's the sound I make because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm a bear and uh, uh. <laughs> a bear noise and I stretch. I, go, Ooh, I should start turning in for my long winter's nap, and uh, and then I'll be oh I'll just watch a couple more YouTube videos and then something comes on and it's like oh it's like the making of aliens aliens or something and that's as you yeah, know yeah yeah you know and then it's which, just a, yeah. it's aliens all the way down. Yeah, but then I turn it on, the, and they say, oh, I'll just watch a little bit of, you know, I'll just watch up to the point. Oh, so you go into it, but you know, you know, I know the same thing. I, I the wish same I thing. knew. No, I you wish know I what's going to happen. But I think it's related because in that instance, yeah, I should know better. And, and right. you know, why would I put on um, one of my favorite, or like the <laughs> thing. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> if I put on the thing, I'm not going anywhere for a while. Right. And I should know, I should absolutely know better. I think that's a slightly extreme case, but, and maybe that does reveal a hidden intention, but, because the point is when I go, and I put on YouTube, yeah. and I think I'm going to go watch somebody <laughs> uh, make the, the most popular cheeseburger in Japan <laughs> title. Right. 
<laughs> I think uh, I'm just going to go watch How They Make the Bread, which I've watched three times. And um, I'll say, oh, you know, these are just little, little bagatelles, little uh, finger food for my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and ooh, the bear's going to go to sleep soon, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I end up... Uh, and you know, because the, the the intentionality there, and this this does relate to one of my non topics today, is the intentionality there. What did I say? Fish fingers and custard finger food for my. You dreams. said, okay. hold on. You said finger do, food I for my dreams. I can't even do one thing at once. Uh, <laughs> okay, whoops! All titles, um, and I should know better. But then I think. But then, so there's, here's another one. This is not, it's not an anti-pattern. It's just another dumb thing I do. There's not a name for it. Right. Um, where I'll be like, okay. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Come on. It's, it's fine. It's not. Everyone wait, does on. this. Everyone right, does right, this. We're well, your friends. It's your safe no, they space. Don't. No, they don't. It's not a safe space. It and is. you don't know how bad this is about to get. Um, uh, we have... Uh, some new program products from the iRobots, uh, iRobot company in our house. And, uh, that's actually another thing that's a non-topic this week. Um, and so when you, when you get, when you get a Roomba, uh, you know, if you're like a normal person, like you go, Oh, I'll just go set this up in my beach house and let it run and it'll be fine. But not me. As I think we've covered somewhat extensively for me, this is just, this is like a kid in the fifties getting the chemistry box. I, I, I am so excited to like, you know, I was disappointed. At first I was disappointed. Wait, okay. Never, you know what? Can you write down Roomba? I wrote down Roomba. Could Roomba. you please write down R- Roomba? Oh, oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got um, it. but, uh, if I were a neurotypical, who am I kidding? If I were normal, Dan, I would not be up at 1030 watching a robot mop and seeing how well it's learning how to clean the floor of a room that doesn't really need to be cleaned just because it's a small room. It's like when you get a cat. They say when you get a cat, you put it in the bathroom, you close the door, which seems mean. But a and you just leave it, and then you move, and then it's done. Your cat problems are <laughs> over. Technically, it's like if it's haunted or there's been a murder, the realtor is supposed to say that there's a cat somewhere in the house, but... Let's just that's gonna be a special gift for the new uh, the new owners. Right. Maybe um, we've walled it into one of the rooms. Maybe maybe yes, it's the cat the waiting. cat of Amontillado. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is what Merlin's top ten for twenty twenty one is going to be all about. Just okay, write that down. Okay. Write that down. Cat, did you get cat? Did you get cat of Amontillado? Cat of Amontillado. Amontillado. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now Amontillado is it's like a brandy, right? I think so, yeah. I think that's... And she had a TV show on Disney, right? Yes. Anyway, uh, was, no, I'm uh, thinking of Moesha. Moesha. Moesha gets recommended to me a lot on, on Murder Flicks. I don't know why. It wants me to watch Moesha very, very much. But um, I think to myself, I should turn in after a while. And what was I watching like a person? Um, let's see. Let's see. Curb Your Enthusiasm would be Sunday. I'd have to go look at my history. But I was I was watching something. Mm-hmm. And then and then I'm like, oh, I get, I should, <laughs> I'll watch something while I wrap things up with the new iRobot products. Right. QED. We'll talk about their QE future. We'll talk about that in, in, in a minute, maybe. Uh, I have a lot of non-topics this week. Because it's, it's time to clean out, you know, bring out your dead round, right? Yeah, this is the last chance you're going to have to do this in 2021. Yep, 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 yep. Last chance to make my list. Um, but but I, it is funny though, and I've gone through this. this is the second this is the second raft of iRobot products that have been in my home, and um, 
It's exciting. It's very exciting, Dan. A lot has happened with the products. They're getting better. Um, this was probably, you know, there's different kinds of gifts, right? There's, uh, there's certainly crappy gifts uh, where you don't really think about it at all. There's, uh, there's, there's uh, what I call, you call them maybe message gifts. A message gift is like when you give somebody soap, you know? Or deodorant, like that would be like a, like or you know or like a uh, a message gift from my wife uh, a couple three Christmases ago was a standing desk, and it was a beautiful like electric up and down de- like nice standing desk, because and, and that is a message gift to say you are no longer allowed to stand in the front window of our home using your computer on an, uh, our our daughter's uh, IKEA uh, kitchen toy. Right, that's not a standing desk for a man. No. I mean, it works as one. I would say, how but, about this, Merlin? A standing desk is what you make it. Well, that's good. Mm. You can, it's adjustable, like life, but not that much. And a standing desk is wherever you're standing and doing your work. Oh, and th- now face north. Okay, I, I get that. <laughs> I get that. Um, that's, a and, little, uh, that's a little REM throwback for those of you. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But another kind of gift, <clears throat> um, and I should write <clears throat> all this down. <clears throat> <clears throat> Speaking of that, we got to talk about that uh, asteroid movie, too. Okay, did you write that down? I'll put it down. I swear to God, I'm going to ask you for a photo. I want to see everything you're writing down, because if you're not writing down, I'm going to be so angry. I'm writing it down. This is all... I'm dropping every bit. You know, it must be the season of the witch. Speaking of which... Um, what I ended up going to, because the thing is, you get the Roomba going, and it's come a long way, Dan. The product line has come a long way. We got a fancy one. Oh, message gifts. And then another kind of gift is, um, now the term you might have heard for this, I don't know what it's like in your household, but one term for this is, uh, oh, it's a gift for the family. You say, oh, it's a gift for you, but it's really also a gift for the family. Right. And so the gift, and that's coded. Because when I say to my lady friend, because uh, every year we give her a broom, that's the joke. Every year we give her a broom that's obviously a wrapped up broom, and it's it's our gag gift. My daughter and I, <laughs> I do. I love it because I one time it. I made a crack about like what's what's the, like one of the worst things you could give your uh, your your wonderful wife who's more competent and makes more money than you is you, uh, you give her you give her a broom even though she's an executive lady with employees. So that's funny. And I, basically, that seems like a message gift. And it's actually a joke gift. This year, we strapped the, the, the broom uh, to this, this fancy Roomba. And, and so you, you got message gifts. This is, oh, it's, it's for you, honey, because you love the floor to be clean, but it's also a gift for the family. Well, that's bull hockey. It's a gift for me because daddy loved to watch him a Roomba. I could watch the Roomba go around all day. And it's a set that comes with the new fanciest Roomba and with the mop. And if you've ever seen the movie Wall-E, which I did rewatch with my daughter uh, two days ago, and I think might be my favorite Pixar movie is The Incredibles, but it might be the best Pixar movie. It's almost my favorite. But remember Mo? Of course, Mo. I remember Mo. Mo, the little uh, garbage uh, cleaning dude. That, the little uh, cleaning swept boy. Up the yeah. yeah. Directive classified. Um, <laughs> Mo. Mo. And, and Mo is so frustrated because Wally has a foreign contaminant and he keeps going around and cleaning right. and getting frustrated. Sure. And he's a little bit, you know, one doesn't want to pull out the three yeah. letters. No, no. There's only two letters in Mo. The third letter, you, you write two letters is what, what uh, Khrushchev said. Huh. Mo, and this looks so much like Mo and it's so adorable, Dan. You put, you get, it's got a little hopper, you put in some water and a teeny bit of soap, not too much of the floor gets sticky and your kid yells at you. Um, but I learned, I learned. But it goes around, and so it goes in rows, mo mo in rows, mo mo, mo money, no. and and so it, it goes a little bit, and then it stops, 
and then Mo, and it's actually white and black, like Mo. Mm-hmm. And then it rolls back a little bit, and it goes, and it sprays its its uh, you know precious bodily fluids, <laughs> and then goes forward exactly one Mo length, and cleans it, and then keeps going and going and going and going. Has it ever made a mistake and done this on like a rug or somewhere it shouldn't do like a pet? Would? No. And that's that's one of the ways that this company watching this how these products Im, uh, evolve over time is absolutely fascinating. It is perhaps a deficit of this that it's overly cautious about that. So what it does is, if you're curious, it like all Roomba products, it tends to try to figure out how it can go. How can I move in fairly um, efficient rows? You know, you've learned mostly how the the room works and how to accommodate change, and a chair is here or whatever. Right. But it'll go in a little bit of a row. And honestly, it, it goes wherever it starts, arbitrarily. So it starts somewhere. It starts at point X. And for the sake of argument, it goes forward like one Mo length. It goes forward. It might roll a little bit, like two Mo lengths, like X plus two. And then it rolls back one Mo length. It pauses for a second, and that's when it squirts. So first of all, like it's not going to squirt on your uh, squirt on your Synology. It, the, the the Japanese have a term for this, and and so then it, it goes a little bit, and then it it uh, mows it mows forward, right. and then mows back. Yeah, it mows and mows. Uh, it's it's like a floor mower, and it. Uh, I wish I could shut this off, Dan. You can't decide what you want to have sex with, and you can't decide which way your mind works. Do you know what I'm saying? So what, life. How much time are you spending watching this thing now? Because it sounds like a lot. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing: you got cleaning and you got mapping. And then mapping is where you say, you do what's called a map run. And you say, you know, basically you're in this new space. Let's say you move into your, your fancy loft in, um, in, in Manhattan. You go to Manhattan <laughs> and you... <laughs> I'm on season <laughs> three. Cursed. On season three oh, no, now. Really? Yep. Are you kidding me? Nope. Oh my God. So let's see. Oh, so you've seen Guillermo being a badass. Yep, yep, yep. And I saw the uh, amazing. How far into three? Uh, it's the one. Is the one where he goes to the gym yet? Have you yes, seen that, was, that was that one. That was the most recent one that I've seen, the gym one. I might have seen one past that. Actually. And so, oh, we might have talked about that. Where they did the car, week. where they had the car and they had to. His jalopy? Yes, his jalopy. <laughs> <laughs> they built the they built the whole building around. I hate it. that I'm almost done with this now. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. This stands up, and this this also uh, has to do with one of my other non topics, which is very vaguely related to the Big Lebowski and you. Something Ooh, happened this okay, morning. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you writing all this down? I mean, I didn't write jalopy down, but I sent you a photo of what I've written down. Oh, oh, wait, where is it? It's oh, I said oh, I oh, hit oh, notify. Oh, anyway. oh, there you are. Yeah. I see it's in the background. There's you. Uh, feeding you, Jack. Feeding you. Oh, wow. Oh, look at that. You're in a text file. Oh, wait. What are you in? Is that TextMate? No. No, uh, and there's something I want to talk about. It's VS Code. I've got to talk to you about it. If that's, there's that's a really good app. That's such a good we app. we got to talk about wanna, it. I don't want to. Okay, well, let's, let's do a marathon today. i got nowhere to be. All right, let's do it. Um, it's going to be a marathon. I, if, I'll see. Are you writing all this down? Let's see. Meteor I'm movie. writing it down. I said I'm writing it down. I showed you a picture of the writings. Okay. You want to Can I give you a couple more to write down? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so did you you got Roomba? Oh yeah, there's Roomba in line four. Okay. Yeah, line four. In your in your buffer. Is this really a Ruby document, Dan? Is it? No, I just opened a new tab in the in the project. Oh, oh I see the most pop you pop pop. Okay, um so um so here's what you write down. Write down um task paper. Task paper. That again. New line uh new line. Okay. Uh, uh Roomba lessons. Roomba lessons. Uh, got it. And then uh believe it or not, resolutions. Really? Okay. No, 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 no. It's a non. It's a non-topic. And then uh, Sunny slash Big Lebowski. Okay. Did you get that? Got it. Finger food. 
not writing that one. I think there's other things. Oh no, please don't. I already um, have don't it line it three. Um, but it is fascinating. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, so the idea is you've moved in, into your new loft in Manhattan. <laughs> you're I'm glad you cursed. picked that thread up because I lost it. I'm glad you're wearing your bloody cursed hat. It has a, has a blood. I think my hat is probably cursed. Uh, oh, have you gotten to? You haven't gotten to. Have you gotten to the casino yet? No, that is the next one. That's the one. Oh queued my up. god, it's my favorite episode. Really? Um, believe it or not, I mean it's the most quotable episode, okay. which kind of uh, retroactively makes it my favorite. <laughs> um, I stand corrected. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, you got your bloody cursed hat and you move into your new house and, uh, sorry, your, your flat in Manhattan and you put down your Roomba and you say, go and learn. And like, there's not a goddamn thing on the ground except for, for fancy carpeting and floors. In that case, it's going to do a real good job of getting the shape of the rooms. And then like you go in and give it some help by saying, this is a room. This is a divider. Don't go here. Do go there. This is where the cat poops. Like, you know, and you can create stay out areas or clean areas. But the point is that... It takes some time, especially if you're like how I how I live. It takes a while for it to map correctly, so it keeps thinking. This this little we call it the side hatch uh, in deference to Tenacious D. It's this area that's kind of like the way to the back door, and it's a, sort of like a utility corridor. Mm. And it's really is this where you open probably, the mail over the recycle bin? No, no, no. Okay. Opsec. I do that in the garage. Okay. I have a bin, a bespoke bin down there. So you wait, um, you get the mail, the and then you walk it down yeah. into a bin? No, I pick it up in the garage, too. Don't be creepy. I want to thank uh, Bespoke Bin uh, for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. <laughs> and so you, um, but the thing is, it's, 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 Dan, I can't even tell you, I'm going to send you a picture of this because it's so frustrating to me. The room is a long, like most of our house and most of San Francisco, it's a series of long rectangles. My office Wouldn't is that describe most houses, though? Not just San Francisco Shock, Like a shotgun houses? shack or a Dutch house, a house in Dutch? Yeah, those are very much like that. It's just that, you know, like here, I'm, you know what? I can't say anything about anything because people are weird. The point is, I'm going to send you a screen grab of what this looks like. Okay. So it's a, it's a rectangular room. Can There's you a interface door. with the Roomba with like an app as well and like adjust the It's course. all about the app. It's yeah. really all about the That's app. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's pretty good. Um you know what? Nobody cares, Dan. I'm sorry. If you want to return to any of this in future episodes in 2022, I'm happy to. The I point mean, this show is, will never, never air. Likely. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. So, you know, we got we, we got a, we got a vacuum and we've got a mop. And I've I've tried to use to avoid namespace pollution. Um, they're not just called Roomba, right? So, like, the, there's a vacuum and a mop. The vacuum is squirty. Um, the, the, sorry, the mop is squirty and the vacuum is sucky. And Squirty and Sucky are still learning the house because you can't, you have to create a new map, a new Hang map on is a created second. per device. Squirty and Sucky? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Stand by. Are these, do they share the same, like, are they all on the same floor or is one upstairs yes. and one downstairs? No. no. And the beauty part is- Are they is aware of each other? Yes, kind of. No, not, not really. like if the they collide is... with each other. But are they aware? Like, oh they... no, that happened last night. There was a Roomba fight. Didn't <laughs> under the table used last to be night. able to sing together or something? Am I? Thinking? I almost made a movie. I almost made a, like it's like when you have two assistants talk to each other. Um, I almost made a movie last night of the two of them fighting over turf. And of course, Sucky was winning. Sucky is much more powerful. Squirty again is a lot like Mo, and they're fighting, but they're both trying to get to their base. And I almost made a move. It's like who cares? I, I'm already really busy watching the murder show on Netflix, and, and watching the the mapping happen. But I, I almost posted that video. Was saying really, I said it was something like you know, really every journey is about trying to get home. And it was two Roombas fighting to get to their base. 
you know, there should be something we learn from that. I'll put that in the wisdom document. Um, mop house. So here's this, the side hatch. All you need to know in this instance is that the side hatch is a perfectly rectangular room. There's a little bit of an imagination from like a little wall going in, a little bit of an L, but mm-hmm. it's basically, but the, the, oh, I hate when an app notices I did a screen grab. That's so annoying. Can I help you? No, you can quit being creepy. Oh, I just noticed you took a screen grab. What's so I'm here? looking What's at all these that? different Roombas on here. Yeah. And they, they go what looks like from like about 170 something dollars up to yeah. there's something like six fifty. There's here's one at eight ninety nine. Yeah. The the iRobot Roomba S nine plus nine five five zero robot vacuum with automatic right, disposal right, right, empties right, right. itself, Wi Fi connected, smart mapping, powerful suction corners and edges, ideal for pet hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's nine hundred bucks. Mine was eighty dollars. <laughs> um, so look at what I just sent you. So what you need to know there is <clears throat> you see the side hatch. It's called side. Oh hatch. yes. Okay, the thing is, Dan, that, that's, that's a rectangular room. You know, if you want to make the show art, that's fine. Um, oh, it has it to be. It oughtn't look like Nevada. <laughs> and so I keep sending it back there, and I say, Squirty, go, go learn again. Keep learning, because uh, while I don't have the three-letter uh, neurodiverse thing, I, it does drive me bananas that it thinks a rectangle is Nevada. And so, anyway, I wanted something to watch while I was I was monitoring the Roombas, and uh, so I ended up watching a thing about Son of Sam. Now it was supposed to be about Son of Sam, but it was really about this obsessed reporter um, who who did stuff with Son of Sam. Anyway, the point is, I stayed up a lot later than I wanted to because I was trying to get you know, Squirty and Sucky to learn my house, and I ended up watching the David Berkowitz show. Da da da! Tonight on the David Berkowitz show. What's the name mm. of this uh, doc? Richard Belzer. What? This documentary doc. that you're watching. What? What is it? Oh, it's not good. Don't. I mean, it's oh, not don't good. watch it. Okay. Oh no 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 no. no I, mean, um, save I can me recommend the, save me the trouble. I don't. Okay. Well, there's other one. Well, it's not bad, but like I say, it's mainly about this dude and his like. Uh, who's the Spanish guy? Cervantes. Uh, his Don. Uh, what's his name? Don DeLillo, the guy who tilts at windmills. It's a lot like, um, you know, um, Cervantes' hero, Don DeLillo. Who's, who's the guy with Sancho Pan- Panchez? What's his name? What's his name? Who's the guy? Sir Walter Raleigh. Who's the guy with the windmills? What's his name? Don I'm, Quixote. What are you talking about right now? Oh, he's like, it's like Don Quixote. Oh, the, the, you know I mean? the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, the, the guy who wrote White Noise. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. And no. um, anyway, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Cervantes, that's how you pronounce it, right? Sure. I mean, that's, that Shandy. is the correct pronunciation. Tristram Shandy is a different book. Tristram Shandy, if you want to watch the movie, it's called A Cock and Bull Story. I also have been on a little bit of a Steve Coogan kick lately. Steve Coogan slash Michael Winterbottom kick lately. I also watched... Uh, you, I watched, think you're making this all up. Am I? Michael Winterbottom has done three different things, I think, no uh, that involve... Winterbottom? Three different things that involve Joy Division. So he did 24-Hour Party People with Steve Coogan, which is wonderful, if, if not historically accurate. It's delightful. He also did the Joy Division movie, and I think he did a Joy Division documentary. Okay. Also, I learned there's so many people in 24-Hour Party People I did not realize that I know. Like, it's been driving me crazy. The guy who plays Rob Gretton, who was the manager of most famously of New Order, but also of kind of of Joy Division. That's uh, Patty, I think his name's Patty Considine. Is that how you pronounce it? He's one of the two Andes. Well, you know why they're called Andy? You no. know, in Hot Fuzz. He's, he's in one of the Andes in Hot Fuzz. And he is, uh, he's the guy, he's the guy uh, in um, The World's End also. He's in lots of things. Patty Considine. He's in it. All right. Also, Shirley, Shirley Henderson is in it. She plays Lindsay. 
uh, and, and she was moaning Myrtle and oh, Harry Potter. Know, yeah, sure. The Harry Potter mm-hmm. um, uh, movies. And who else is in it? Um, oh, the guy with the stick from Walking Dead. The guy with the stick with the sun in the early Walking Dead seasons. He's in it. He's terrific. The guy, okay, most famously, duh, the guy who plays Ian Curtis in 24 Hour Party People, the singer, the ill fated singer of Joy Division. He's also that guy you mostly know from being a bad guy in movies now. Like, you like the Mission Impossible movies? Yeah, of course. You know the guy with the beard who looks like a bird who who uh, who makes uh, makes the poison go in the yeah. record listening? Yeah, booth? yeah, yeah. The guy who's the bad the bad guy of bad yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Ian Curtis in uh, in Twenty Four Hour Party People. Now Michael Winterbottom also, and also Rob Brydon is also in Twenty Four Hour Party People briefly. Uh, Simon Pegg is in Twenty Four Hour Party People briefly, and uh, and also Rob Brydon is the guy who does the things with Steve Coogan that we know uh, from YouTube. Where they do dueling impressions, little small man in a box. You're only supposed to blow the buddy doors off. You've watched those, right? Yes. Two guys sitting at dinner. Michael Winterbottom did the Trip movies and TV show, The Trip. Mm-hmm. That's the famously wonderful uh, James Bond and Michael Caine impressions. Michael Caine, <laughs> they got the cigars and the brandy. <laughs> Yes, yes, small man in a box. I'm not finished. (laughs) People (laughs) need to know what what we're talking about. And Rob Brydon is shushing him at his eye. And he's doing, and he, who's he doing in that one? He's doing, is he doing Michael Caine? I thought he was, isn't he? I got to watch it again. The whole movie is actually really good. It's very loud. (laughs) You can can find, I'll put one of the links to that. He was just 16 years old. (laughs) Hey, Merlin, where do you think people who are listening to the program today would be able to find the uh, the show notes for today's program at 560? Yeah, you go to backtowork.limo slash 560-1227. Oh, well, just a reminder here, we've got a rabbit rabbit coming up. The oh, trip, yeah. The trip the, well, the biggest rabbit rabbit ever is coming up. Huh? I mean, it's oh, the oh, new you year. Mean, like, the annual rabbit, the annual rabbit. Yes. I will find four show notes. I will write this down on my paper. <clears throat> uh, I'll find a few videos from the trip because they're... But you know what? i got to say... Roomba or otherwise, if you're just chilling, you want something fun to have on in the background, um, that's that's good. All right, I, watch, put watch the, uh, the I put the James Bond, Liam Neeson, and Michael Caine impressions in the show notes for this week. Um, yeah, there's one where they do several the sh- the, sh- uh, the shellfish in their own broth, the the the, the cockles. It's the mo- this is a uh, so shellfish. Um, the trip. And also, who was the idiot? Oh, yeah, James Cameron. James Cameron says, oh, I had this really great idea. I'm going to reinvent the way we do media, which is that, like, from now on, I'm going to make things, I guess, after he makes Avatar 12, The Quickening. <laughs> he's going to, like, start, he wants to really change the Quickening. way we do media. Yeah, he's like the new Steven Soderbergh. Like, he's really swinging at the fences, doing crazy stuff, making Mercedes uh, commercials on his Android phone or whatever. And he says, oh, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be this thing where, like, I'm going to make something that you could release in the theaters and you can watch it as a film and like that'll be available and you get it on DVD and you can have all of those but also guess what it's also going to be made into a TV show that you can watch as a TV show and as one the entire world goes yeah that's called The Trip and Michael Winterbottom already did it because <laughs> you can watch The Trip as movies but it's also available as a every movie of The Trip is also a full season of TV so you can watch like the trip to Italy or whatever trip to France. Like you can go watch a much richer, more like really, I think, better story as a TV show. 
But you can also, in this case, I don't know if this was uh, if this was um, a James Cameron's idea, but you can also watch YouTube videos of them doing dueling impersonations and giving each other a little jazz. Oh, nice. Rob Bryden. So that's why I could have gotten better sleep, but I feel pretty good. I'm strong like bull. Um, I got to catch a nap probably today. Not feeling great about COVID right now. No. No one. I really... You know what? I'm going to tell you. Yeah. In in the last like 24 hours, two of my friends (gasps) have told me the first one he, he, he got COVID. He took his positive test. He got it. He has it. Oh, no. And, the, the, and had, he's had he boosted. He's boosted, okay, too. he's boosted. Okay, good, good. And good, then good. my other friend, who I've known for many years, told me that his both of his kids, or three, I don't know how many kids he has. I can't keep track of how many he has. But all of them now have COVID. His wife has oh, already Jesus. had it. And he was in a car with them driving from Colorado, or Colorado, as our friend says, to mm-hmm. Dallas, 13 hours, he does not have it. In the car with all of these uh, people, right. and he doesn't have it, and they were all boosted. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how to feel well, about it anymore. I, mean, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't, I don't either. Um, and it's, I would love to be, I would love that my, I'm, I'm tired of talking about this. I'm tired of thinking about this, and I would love for that to mean something. Uh, it does not mean anything that we're tired of this. Um, I mean, as a, uh, this is not my turn of phrase, but I'm going to steal it uh, and borrow it. But um, whether or not we're done with COVID, COVID is not done with us. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's every time I hear another little perk of optimism, you know, about, oh, you know, it's not as severe. It's like, well, yeah, but it is super contagious. And the, I think there's, there, there's a big, 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 big point that is being missed by a fair number of people here. And it's not just the crowd that says, when will we get back to normal? Mm-hmm. When will um, when can we stop thinking about this? When can we stop? Oh, my God, I've been so good. And it's like, okay, but like, how can I put this? Um, I, and I don't want to be a karma suck about this, but somebody needs to be a karma suck about this, and then we'll move on to happy things and some of the things that you wrote down. But okay. here, here's what I'd like folks to think about is um, – um, and this should go in the wisdom document too. Um, sometimes it's difficult to know what act of the play you're in. Uh, sometimes it's difficult to know what chapter of the book you're in because really life is not a book. Life is a highway, right? It's not a play, but like, you know, and we know that life doesn't end it happily ever after, right? There's the, the day after that. Um, and in this instance, I think to just, just like sit with that dumb analogy for a minute, Let's think of it as a book. What is the like the book of COVID, which is a terrible, terrible Disney movie. The, but the book of COVID is out there, and there were a lot of people where we, we were not even out of the front matter. We were not really very far into the prologue, and they thought we were in chapter 20 of 20. And it's like, well, no, dude. Like, as it turned out, that was maybe chapter, like when you, when you finally got, you know, your first vaccine, thank you, mm-hmm. uh, that might have been chapter three of 20. The thing is, we don't know how long this book is, and then we also don't know if it's a multi-volume set. And here's why I think that's important, in my opinion. We would not be dealing, we would not have had to deal with Delta if we had dealt with Prime. Mm -hmm. Um, And now we're dealing with Omicron because we didn't deal with Delta or Prime. And now my question to you, the the, nobody in particular, is um, what happens in three more versions of this, where it keeps mutating? The, the basic problem is that we, uh, this thing has been allowed to mutate because we haven't made it stop, because we keep thinking we're in chapter 19. 
of whatever this story, this terrible book is. Right. Right. And it's like, what I want people to start thinking about is, because, you know, and again, I, I realize, I'm, I say this without a, 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 jokes have left the room. I'm extremely privileged and fortunate, and they do mean different things. But I am privileged in the sense that I know that my family has benefits that others don't have. Right. I try not to opine too much about this because I am in a position of privilege where I am not harmed by having to do any of the things that our family believes are, are the right thing to do. So, you know, if I, you know, if I had to go work in a grocery store or work at McDonald's, I'm not trying to look down my nose, but I am saying, like, I would have a different view of all of this, too. In order to survive and feel normal in life, you have to come up with reasons that support the way that you live. Very few of us begin, you know, with uh, some codex for how to live and then stick to it. That's called being Amish. Most of us begin with how we want to conduct ourselves and then reverse engineer, um, you know, a, a praxis that will support that. So setting that aside, though, I, I, do, I do think it's really important to realize that how bad we've effed this whole thing up. And we keep thinking, oh, you know, this has got to be the end. We've all done so much. Sacrifice. Haven't seen grandma in two years. Blah, diddy, blah. Um, but like, what if it's chapter two of 20? I, I was going to say that, you know, so this morning I'm, I'm and, and like there. We've, we've shown ourselves, the final thing, we've shown ourselves to be so manifestly incapable of leaning into this too, as Syracuse says, put wood behind the arrow of this effort. Right. We would not have had an Omicron if we if we had dealt with Delta. Well, we and this just shows you, this is the thing I wanted to bring up with you, Merlin, is that <clears throat> people yeah. uh, don't, there's very little actual paying of attention and learning through any of this process. All of the things that you just said, we're here because of this and we're here because, et cetera. Here's no, the, we keep looking backwards saying like, people, what do we have to do to make it the way I used to like to live? Because, and this just shows you that people are not really interested in, in learning from their mistakes and learning from the things that have happened in the past. They're not interested in the past. They're interested in the future. They only care about the future. And what they don't realize is that they're harming their future selves by this sort of short-sightedness that they're going Yeah, they're harming right their now. future, everybody. Yeah. Everybody, everyone's future selves. I and think you're probably right. They're not, we're, not, we're not taking the lessons of the past. And, and it's, like, you know, it's just going to continue. We don't want to look at them, let alone learn from them. It's continue the way that it is until people finally get unless it. Unless it just gets worse. Unless it just well, gets it might worse get worse. and worse. It might get worse. Well, One yeah, of the things that, like, listen, <sighs> I was talking to a friend of mine about what a successful virus actually is. And I don't mean successful by our terms as the people getting it. I mean by the terms of the virus. If a, vi a bunch of viruses are sitting in a bar and they're, they're comparing, they're talking about who's the most successful. The most successful is going to be something like the cold, common cold, been around forever, never going to go away, constantly mm -hmm. mutating, but it doesn't really hurt anybody that bad. It takes you out for a couple days and you're back. That is yeah. the, the most successful virus in the history of humankind because- it's, But it's tireless. It, it doesn't it keep kill going anybody. until something dies. It until doesn't something kill dies. anyone. And it's very right. transmissible. And that's probably the direction that COVID is heading in, is <laughs> highly so transmissible, doesn't, doesn't create- serious problems for anyone and it, it that seems to be the direction that it's mutating in because those are the strains that work if you take if you put <laughs> right. the, a prime as you call it and delta and I, I, I just i don't know the name yeah, i know i like whatever. i'm gonna call it prime from now on you put yeah. prime you put uh delta and then you put omicron in a, in a room omicron's mm -hmm. gonna get there first and it's going to win. It's going to defeat the other variants that are out there because it's so easily transmissible and also 
you don't really have much of it from what I've heard. I want to, you know, look, mm-hmm. I'm not a doc. Fine. You go and no, you, if you, you look if you, at what you're, they if say you're one of those Omicron. idiots running around going, oh, I had it, so I can't get well, it. Well, that's not well, true. Well, you're not getting it. You're getting something getting different. Something but the, the point yes. is, as people are walking around not having many symptoms, they're spreading this one around. That's yeah. more successful from it's those gonna viruses. It's going to keep tearing ass. It's like, it's like a Roomba. Right. A Roomba will keep Just running like until it knocks something down and kills itself. <laughs> a virus does not need, does not need, it's not a... It's not a starting pitcher. It doesn't need uh, a few days of rest. It will keep going. And, and this is the other thing. It's like, oh, well, the symptoms aren't as bad. Well, the symptoms aren't as bad for you, but that just means it's going to keep tearing ass until it kills a grandma. And, you know, we don't, my, if my kid has to go back to remote learning, you think I'm mad? Oh, boy. My wife's going to be super mad. I'm I'm going to be pretty dang mad because my kid is very emotionally healthy, handling this very well. She's got parents with computers and internet, and she's very fortunate to have that. She's very fortunate to be in the position she's in. But to her credit, she also is incredibly emotionally mature in a way that I I find deeply impressive. But let's not talk about my kid because who cares? Let's talk about the other kids. Let's talk about the three or four kids of somebody who does have to go work at McDonald's. Right. Like every time you're out there going, oh, I have to go have turkey with Mima. Like, think of, it's just frustrating, Dan, because like we, I think the, it all goes back to what I said initially 35 minutes ago. Let's earn some optimism. Optimism should not be free, optimism should cost something. And we have utterly unearned optimism because also, and this goes for a lot of things, Dan. We were talking about this before, and let's not make this too Buddhist, but. I do think a fair amount, especially after reading that wonderful trauma book that has had such an effect on me, mm-hmm. The Body Keeps the Score, please read it, I'll find it for notes, um, is that one thing trauma can do to a person, one of the many, many things that can happen to your body, to your brain, to your mind, to your processes, is that you, it's very, very difficult to live in the present let alone enjoy living in the present, mm-hmm. okay? And now, I know that's true for, like, a whole lot of things. Well, A, yeah, it is true for a lot of things. And B, uh, maybe that's because you have trauma, that you have trouble with that. Why is meditation hard? Because it's hard to be in the moment. What does that mean? Does that mean I'm sitting here and getting zen with my chocolate and relaxing? No, it means that you don't find yourself persistently drawn back to fretfulness how, do, how shall I put this? Uh, living in the moment in some ways, we don't have to call this mindfulness. Don't worry. It's not fruity. Don't worry. You don't need a robe and a cushion for this. What that means is you can be in the room with your family and just be there mm-hmm. um, and, and not be troubled by the past and fretful about the future. Not be ruminating over things that happened in the past or not be worried about things that happened in the future. And trauma is uniquely effective at making it difficult for us to live in that moment. But there's, there's a much broader, bigger pattern here. Which is, in this instance, Dan, I think what one thing I think you're, at least I'm saying, I think you're saying is like, uh, okay, there's a phrase we keep hearing. Uh, when do we get back to normal? Or is this the new normal? Well, normal is an idea that the peop- that people in power get to define. Normal is defined by power. Not just, not just you know, history's written by the winners, but also normal is defined by people in power. And when's the last time that normal got defined by somebody who's not in power? Well, sometimes when people, go, people say go back to normal, they mean, well, let's go back to when black people uh, had to be nice to me and work for me for almost no money. Let's go back to the normal of, like, you know, <laughs> pogroms. Let's go back to the normal of me being the unquestioned king of hegemony. 
uh, coming this fall on CBS. Like, I get to run everything. That's normal. Well, you know what normal is for a lot of people? Normal is and has always been, and I'm being constantly reminded of this in the most horrifying way that I, for which I'm very grateful is that, you know, life's been hard for everybody who's not a powerful white person for a long time. It's just that now we're realizing it because now we have to deal with it, right? All the, all the like, oh, quote unquote, riots that go on. Well, why are you, why are you people so mad? Well, you people, they people have been mad for a really long time and have every right to be. You hear the same quotes of what people were saying in 1965 in Alabama or people saying today. People are like, well, gosh, black people, why are black people so mad? It's because normal is defined by people in power. And right now, people who have been in power, they want that power back. And they want that ability to find what normal to define what normal is. Well, what if there's never really been any normal except for this veneer of matrix in which we, which we become batteries for the, the rich? Right. And it's like, okay, stop, stop looking for getting back to normal. Because first of all, grow up. You know, no adult should be no adult should be talking about that in America at this point. It's asinine. Because normal means I didn't have to worry about life in a way that I have to worry about life now. I'm, I used to be unconstrained, and now I'm constrained. When can we go back to normal? Well, maybe this is an opportunity to take a breath and go, what should, quote unquote, normal look like for more people? And here's one easy tip for y'all. If you want anything that feels like normal ever again, we have to stop this thing. We have to stop it growing. We have to stop it spreading. We have to be a lot more grown up about a lot of things. And I'm not even getting into the vaccines, which breaks my heart. But anyway, that's, that's what I was going to say about that. The thinking about the past and the whole, like, this, we're drawn to, like, oh, it's going to be our first normal Christmas in two years. Well, you know, what if somebody out there in the titular Alabama goes, oh, I want what you nice white people call normal. I'll go out and buy $125. I'll, if I can find five COVID tests— at 25 bucks a crack, even though they're like a nickel in Europe, I'm going to go spend $125 I don't have to find out whether or not I have COVID. It's like, stop. Think about that for one second. If people did the things we're asking them to do to get us back to this normal we all want, it's a normal not many people can afford. It, existentially, not just financially. I'm just so goddamn mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. This is so stupid, damn. Why does it keep going? Well, oh, you God, know, that was You just horrible. explain why it keeps going. Stop. You know what? You know what? You know what? It's like the kinks say in the song Better Things, you know? Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Here's <laughs> wishing you the bluest sky And hoping something better comes tomorrow Hoping all the verses rhyme You know, people are, are probably listening to this right now. Oh, singing. no, really? Yes. Oh, crap. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. <sighs> Let's talk about happy things. What have we written down? We could talk about... Oh, task paper's probably too long. I'm going to tell you what these... Well, here's, what I, here's what I wrote down, and these are my thoughts on these things. Um, I'm going to skip the rehash of the uh, old episode where I, I need to clarify m- my mind about uh, a couple, three years ago, the person who was mad that their employee stopped following them on social media. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was a good one. Okay, I'm just going to set that aside. You, uh, you can go back. Uh, I'll try to remember to put that in notes. You can go back and listen to it. It's not that interesting. All I'm going to say is uh, my feelings about that have either changed or hardened, I guess, over the years. It's completely bananas to think about firing someone because they don't follow you on social media. I know. Because you're worried they're stealing your clients? Are you nine? And I'm also double mad at myself that I was so apologetic to that person because they were a nice person who's a listener. I should have had the intestinal fortitude. The quit, as we the used quit to say. vibe, as he used to say. 
Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Corporate stooge. Yeah. I, uh, I wish I'd had the intestinal fortitude to say, you know what? You, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You're acting like a bananas person. Remember the slow your roll episode? That was a good one. No. You don't remember don't. doing that? Mm-mm. Was that me? You sure that's me? Yeah, it was definitely hmm. you. Um, I've got I've got a new thought on resolutions. I've got things I've learned in life from my Roomba. Okay, hang on. Um, no, no, no. Stop with the resolutions because all these years we've been doing the show damn near eleven years now. Yeah. And you have I can't I can't change that. You have always said uh-huh. that you don't do resolutions and you've always given I don't want to even talk about it because no, 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 we've talked fine. about it so many times. Well well but that's why that's is something why. changed? Is that are your is your advice I just changed? Had an idea. I had an idea. Well I want to hear this. This is important. Okay. So that's that's one one candidate. It was called one nine hundred things to talk about back to work, Just and like we got to make sure we have time for Merlin's top ten. Okay, top ten. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. We're gonna turn off the rehash. You know what? A couple of these I can knock out real quick. Have we done things I learned from my Roomba? I feel like I did. If y'all want to hear more about my Roomba, not the Roomba, but what I learned from my Roomba, it takes time to learn. You also have to update your information. Uh, sometimes you get a memory error because there's just too much map. You have to learn, not only uh, learn how to learn, you have to learn how to teach to learn. Um, some things just take time and that's how it is. And But sometimes you do just have to start over. That's most of the things I've learned from my Roomba. I would describe those more, but we haven't received the calls yet. We could talk about the resolution thing. Uh, we could also talk about... Um, Got to talk about VS Code. I'm going to be insistent on this one. We've got to oh, yeah, talk yeah, yeah, about okay. it. It's a big thing. Dan, I um, I have historically, if you go back to the days when I um, had the 43 Folders website as my primary occupation, um, I've always been, I think even maybe a little bit like, I don't know, I've always been pretty vocal about saying, hey, be careful about re- New Year's resolutions. Yeah, including all the way down to like, hey, that's a terrible idea. And, you know, because Merlin 2022 service release one is trying, to, I'm in beta right now. <laughs> beta cuck. Um, I, um, uh, no, no, it's a gentleman's alpha title. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think New Year's, also, so let's calm down here. Yeah. You guys, seriously, let's all bring it down. In oh, I was going to tell you about the, the sunny, sunny, have, and, sunny and Lebowski, Sunny and Lebowski. In the past, you've maintained yeah. that resolutions... Setting yourself up for failure. Are setting yourself up for failure and that anyone yeah. who creates a resolution is destined to abandon it and then they will feel horrible about it. They will feel yeah. like, you, as you say, like a failure because they said this, you know, for example... Typical this is resolution. The year that I X. This is the year that I X, or now I'm going yeah. to join this gym, or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and then what happens is they try to do it. They do it for a little while, and then very quickly, weeks, maybe a month, they realize I'm not doing this thing anymore. This thing that I said. The, the idea I was behind a New Year's too. resolution, I think, can be an extremely good idea because, and I'm going to try and be more kind and potentially more useful. I here. was going to ask if so, you could be more kind. Yeah, and I'll, I was going to ask if I could be more useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not taking any questions right now. Um, <laughs> I so in the past I've said things like this. Oh, just because the calendar changed doesn't mean you're going to change. That's a completely arbitrary way to look at your life. I do think that's still true. Um, I've also said things like, um, in perhaps an unkind way, but I think a true way. I mean, sometimes you have to be true to be kind in the right measure. Um, but you, if you, when you say it's about setting yourself up for failure, well, if New Year's, how can I put this? If New Year's resolutions worked, you wouldn't need them anymore. Like, if you've ever had the same resolution more than once, it's valuable to ask yourself, well, why didn't it work before? And a classic, we're a classic, stop smoking, quit drinking, 
uh, lose weight or a few, uh, get in shape, like whatever. There is this constellation of like, I want to improve my corporeal body mm-hmm. things that Absolutely. tend to come along. Yep. And I don't mean to, uh, I don't want to like tr- trigger anybody who has like eating stuff or food stuff in life. I've become more sensitive uh, at great length because of the show maintenance phase. I'm now aware of like how hurtful it can be to talk about that stuff. It's just the food stuff I think is an effective analogy for a lot of how, you know, why is it an effective analogy here? Well, we eventually get to, you know, um, <laughs> Merlin uh, 2009 probably service release, which is, hey, look, one reason you quote unquote fail at New Year's resolutions, and I do think this is some of the best advice I have on this personally, um, because you haven't created an infrastructure for success. So, you know, and, and I'm not trying to like do a straw man here, but like most people are not going to go, oh, I'm wearing a paper hat and therefore I'm going to lose 100 pounds. But the infrastructure part means preparation. It means if you want to eat differently, you need to get food, you need to get bad, quote unquote, bad food out. There's no bad food, there's no bad words. As I always tell my kid, there's no bad words. There's just, you know, shitty words. But you, um, <laughs> hold for a laugh. But like infrastructure, and I, do, I really do think this is true. Like if you, you're going to have to come up with it, if, it's gonna, if you're going to quit smoking, we'll stop buying new cigarettes. Uh, as opposed to used cigarettes now available on Amazon, but also you're going to want a support network of friends probably, or like whatever it's going to take. You know, I don't, I can't tell you how you are, except that I can tell you that one reason I have failed with those resolutions is because they were totally unreasonable. Something I've never succeeded at before. Something I had no infrastructure in place to do. And essentially I'm asking myself to become a very different sort of person based on something fairly arbitrary. And I do worry that we are, as I like to say, rehearsing failure. Um, and so if you find yourself making the same mistakes because you're making the same errors, that's an opportunity for growth. But I, you know what? I want to pres- the softer side of Sears is that I want to say, you know what? I think I may have an angle on this if you do want to improve something. And, you know, take it as read. The impulse for improvement is a good thing. Or the impulse to, like, walk away from something that's very negative or, like, something that troubles you. To be able to put something behind you is a great thing. The thread that runs through a lot of those is you're trying to do something that you are maybe a priori not very good at Mm -hmm. because if you're if what why do you have why are you resolved to change well because i really need that resolve i need the commitment to change but you know it's you know, it's it's like I've always said about jobs. It would be so nice if you could spend a few weeks or months at the job you think you want, maybe just shadowing somebody where you find out if it's really what the job that you think it is, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if you're going to become XYZ role somewhere, you think you're going into it. Uh, tech, tech is a pretty good area, right, where you think you're going into it to be a, a gifted practitioner who gets to pick your own projects and code standards and like, you know, tabs versus spaces, whatever. And then you find actually, oh no, actually you're, you're half time doing administrative stuff and like managing, you know, staff and, oh, that's not what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. Well, no matter how much you want it and no matter how good you think you'd be at it, your ladder is, as the great Stephen Covey says, not against the right wall. You can't succeed at a thing that you don't understand unless you're extremely fortunate. So are you qualified to resolve to do that thing? Are you, do you have the infrastructure to do that thing? Here's my angle, Dan. And I'm going to, I'm going to wish you all a happy new, we have more to talk about, but I'm going to wish you all a happy new year by suggesting a reframe. Why do we fail? We fail because we're trying to be somebody we're not by doing something we've never done. What if you were to, it doesn't, you can call it, if it makes you happy, call it a resolution. 
What if instead of trying to be somebody whom you're not by doing something you've never succeeded at, what if you took something you're already kind of good at and resolved to get a little bit better at it or maybe even a lot better mm. at it? What if instead of, and like, again, same problems exist here. Make sure it is something that you're good at. Otherwise, you're get at two ladders against two wrong walls. But do you follow? Like, what if instead of like trying to reinvent yourself, you said, well, what's a thing that I think I actually, like, you know, actually I am kind of pretty. <laughs> I like the way that I look. I, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, what if you found something in yourself that you think is actually kind of a good thing? that you do feel like you're good at or you're successful at? And what if you said, instead of trying to reinvent myself and become like the evil Abed version of myself, what if I decided that I was going to take something? First of all, let's do an inventory. Let's do an exploration. What are the things that I like doing? What are the things that I am good at? If I'm going to the gym more than I expected, I could go to the gym more. But also, what if you took it and turn it and say like, what if I started taking more walks? Or what if I did? I'm just saying, ask yourself that. If you're going to resolve to do something, consider starting from a position of strength and positivity rather than from a point of privation and sadness. Mm, and failure. You know, you, and, fa- and potential, failure is such an ugly word, but non-success. Um, you know, if you're... That's a very 1984 of you. It's like double plus ungood instead of just saying bad. Well, I have, I have, yeah, I have a... a for, uh, I have a, a person, a younger person, I'm going to abstract this as far as I can. I know somebody who at one point, who'd been like not doing so great, like not terrible, like not, not like getting arrested or something, but like who was just kind of having that stage we all have in, their, in this person's 20s, mm-hmm. where he's sort of you know, floundering a little bit and like not really, hasn't landed on anything. And uh, obviously like, oh, I haven't gone to an Ivy League school and stuff. But at one point, I can't, I never really learned how this happened. This person uh, through their parent, probably very importantly, announced that he was going to go to automotive school to learn how to become a mechanic. I've probably told you this story before. And uh, my first, well, my first, very, very first thought, of course, was to be supportive and say, that's so great. Like, what, what got you excited? What made you want to do that? But like my, my one and a half thought was, dude, you have never, I've never seen you try to fix anything. I've never seen you take apart a clock radio. I've never seen you do any of the things that in the walk hard version of your life would show you're destined to be a great mechanic. You've never had any interest in any of that. And so then I'm asking myself, well, was this a dad thing? Was this a, like, I'm going to get thrown out if I don't find something to do thing. But like a person who, to my knowledge, had never had any interest or avocation for the physical fixing of things had suddenly decided um, just kind of announced, you know, by fiat, I will become a mechanic and I'm going to mechanic school. It wasn't even the becoming a mechanic. It was the going to mechanic school, which if that, if that person had asked for my thoughts and advice, I would have a lot to say. There's a lot of light red flags Mm -hmm. about that kind of thing. The announcement that, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well that might work out great. That might work out really great because certainly in life, there's kismet and serendipity, my two favorite sisters. The things that come along where you're like, oh man, I'm so glad that crazy random thing happened. I never would have discovered that thing on my own, right? But in that instance, why am I saying that, Dan? Because, well, I mean, that might work out great. And if nothing else, having the, the MacGuffin is having some structure in your life can be helpful for anybody, um, having some structure, having some, not goals, but having some, um, some things you need to do, some deadlines, that can be really, really good. There's a lot of people who like end up joining the Marines and it changes their life. 
And maybe going to automotive school is going to be just what that person needed. But on, right off the dome, I was like, ooh, like, oh, that's, ooh. If this turns out great, it's going to be accidentally. But because there was no, there's nothing historical behind that. Whereas what I'm saying to y'all is if you want to have a better year um, or a different year, like maybe start from a position of strength and positivity. I like Like, that. That's that's so that you can change everything later. Maybe just change a little thing now, but maybe the little change you think just a minor change in in perspective is what an improvement. Yes. And a reframe, reframe. but consider a thing. And like, I can't tell you what that is, but there's worse things to do in the last three days of the year than to think about how you would like something to be different Mm -hmm. and what you could do. Uh, about it. So eating, so like this is in the wisdom document. This is true. Why, why is anything in my wisdom project? Because it's something I have struggled with, right? So when I say, for example, if you have a chore, do it. Don't expect congratulations. This is not Vietnam and you're not a forgotten hero. Just take out the goddamn trash. Well, maybe something there could be like, you know, I've been pretty good about taking out the trash. Maybe I haven't been as good in my case about doing it without expecting a parade. That's something I could start from some position of strength. I'm just, that's just totally arbitrary. But, you know, but consider the person whom you think you'd like to be. I can't tell you if that's the person you should be, but the person you think you'd like to be. And then look at some aspects. Could, could you be kinder? Could you be more helpful? Could you be less annoying? Um, could you be more like the guy from Friends? Um, but like maybe there's little improvements to be made, but instead of starting from a position of weakness and, as Dan says, failure, start from, if not a position of strength, at least a position of neutrality, working on something that you don't hate about yourself already. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did it go a different place than you expected? Yeah, but I'm happy with that. But I like that, and I like when you talk about the reframing. And I, I think what, reframing is so important, Dan. It's so important. What I'm reframing. hearing Ugh. you, what I'm hearing you, kind of saying also as a subtext to what you just said about the reframing and and starting from a place of positivity, is I think it's hard for people. If you were to say to to someone, for example, if you were to say, "Be more positive." That's like, I, how do I do that? What do I do? Be more positive about what? If you were to say to the average person, I know, re- I know. It's reframe like, well, your attitude and try to start from a point of positivity. Like to a lot of people, they're like, okay, I think I get it. But there's a, a, a handful of people I would say who are going to say, well, what does that actually mean? Like, what do I like? That's fine for Merlin, but what sure, does the rest sure, sure. of us do? And I right. think, I, I, you know, and I think as I think about resolutions, I don't make them either. But as I think about resolutions, one of the, uh, it seems to me like a resolution is an attempt to make a change. And you're always, people are always given advice that you need to have things that are practical in practical terms and you need to make it very obvious. You need to take a bigger goal and break it down into smaller goals and then achieve each one of those smaller steps. And then what you're doing is build, you know, you don't just build a house by building a house. You start by pouring the foundation and then you start, well, you start by, by trying to walls. find where there's land, start by trying to find land you can afford. That, exactly. And so it's, it's a million different little steps that make this big step. So taking a step specifically mm-hmm. and saying, okay, how my, my goal is to have a higher degree of fitness, let's say. So how do I do that? Well, I'm I, in order to do the fitness, I need a place to do the fitness and a gym has the fitness stuff. Right. So you're, you're getting into the infrastructure, gym. infrastructure stuff. Right. Yeah. And so the focus then becomes joining a gym and going to the gym as opposed to having fitness be a priority. And if you're really thinking about it, what you're saying is 
I'm going to have a mindset where fitness is higher up on that list of priorities than it was in 2021. It's going to factor into more decisions. Well, right, right, right. And so, but it's also like with with diets or or you know whatever you want to call it. Like you know, I, I've I've said for a pretty long time that I really think the one reason. Well, the main reason almost any diet doesn't kill you. The main reason it can work is because you're thinking more about what you put in your body. And once you think more about what you put in your body, you think you're thinking more about something. You're not in the default sort of automatic mode. So, and what you're describing, Dan, I think in some ways is like, okay, like I'm I'm going to resolve to start becoming more mindful about realizing when I'm making a decision or that I can make a decision. Right. So, to, and to your point, yeah, join, joining the gym, yeah, that's good. But you know what's really important is putting out your clothes the night before, like neatly pick them out. Shoes are ready, shoes are laced, coffee is ready to be made, whatever it takes. You're going to make the right thing the easy thing. So, yeah, the gym part is important, but every dollar is made of dimes. Like, you need to like not just have a big infrastructure plan, you need little screws that stay in the, in the scaffolding. That's and right. And that, for me, for me, that includes stuff like when I was running, for example, uh, it became very important to me to lay out my clothes the night before, which sounds stupid. Like, why don't you just run? Well, why don't you just shut up? Like, it's really hard, and and like the tiny screws that are going to hold that scaffolding together are the little micro decisions you didn't know were there to be made. It's micro decisions is an excellent term. And that's exactly what I, I was trying to say. And, and I'm not going to eat this junky food because it makes me feel bad. Right. Even though it's what I tend to watch when I'm looking at my Roomba and watching murder TV, <laughs> I didn't realize that was even a decision. But listen to the difference in the mental framing from saying, I'm going to work out three times a week. To, I'm going to become less fat. Right. To, I'm going to try and prioritize health. And yeah. it, that's almost something that you can't fail you at in a way. moved it up in the cascade. Right. So now cascade, when you're sitting basically. there saying, yeah. what should I eat for lunch? Should I eat this like grilled chicken thing or should I just get a burger and fries? Well, I'm trying to put health first. <laughs> so I'm going to get the chicken thing instead of the yeah. burger and fries. That's, that, is, that is very different and much more yeah. sustainable and maintainable then you know what yes. I, i'm going to work out 3 times a week because uh, you know what's going to happen is you're going to get really yeah. busy and there's going to be a deadline or a project or a family thing and you're going to work out twice yeah. in that one week and well, technically you could, like, you could do like rob McElhaney or like Glenn Howerton and say i'm going 90 10 like 90% of the time i'm going to try real hard to be better about this and then 10% i'm going to give myself a break and say it's not even like you know you don't have to make this into weird disordered eating you could just say like yeah it's just like I want to spend 10% more of my, I want 10% more of my decision-making around this. Boy, Dan, I'm realizing this decision-making part is so important. Like what you do, yeah. the content is meaningless. It's how you conduct it that really makes a difference. I like what you're saying here. This is good. Cut, cut yourself a break. Um, and yeah, and being less, being less sort of, sort of, uh, Angry dad with yourself, like less of that angry dad voice. Uh, two quickies, and then we can move on to uh, VS Code. Um, one, one way that I tried to talk about this, and, and, and by the way, guys, just reframing in general, just start thinking about that. What does that mean? It means, is there a different way that I could choose to look at this? Um, certainly, you could choose to look at it, try to look at it from somebody else's point of view. Um, you know, if this were a play, how would people feel about your character? But you can also choose to look at it differently within your own life. You can choose, when we say reframe, that can mean lots of things. 
it's a way of saying like, is there a way I've come to think about this so habitually that it's difficult for me to see it any way but that one way? Boy, that would be a real good thing to work on if you can. Quickies. Um, I had a series on 43 Folders, actually the 43 Folders podcast, which started in 1972. Um, and I, I, instead of resolutions, <laughs> I suggested something I was calling fresh starts and modest changes, which sounds silly and a little brandy, but... Um, but fresh starts and modest changes. Well, what if I, what if I, those, instead of resolving to reboot myself, you know, sort of, you know, sweet generous, like what if I say like, okay, fresh start, uh, I'm going to give myself a break on this and I am going to start doing this, this little subtle thing. Nobody needs to know about this. I'm doing it differently. Modest changes. Just start thinking about those little things. Now, Final, final thing. Number two, final thing. Um, resolution. What is a resolution? Resolution is based on resolving. Well, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. I'm a word guy, right? Resolution is about, I have, I've resolved to do this thing, and that is my resolution. And it already sounds like you're trying to knock a door down. So, again, maybe I'm just reiterating the fresh starts and modest changes part, but, like, can we make this more positive? Can we make this more kind? To whom? Well, more positive to myself, more kind to myself. If you were your own mentor... Uh, again, this is out of the wisdom wisdom project. When you're feeling bad and you aren't sure what to do, think about the person you love most in the world and think about what you would tell them or what you would ask them or what you would suggest to them. What if you gave yourself the same kind of break to, that you gave to somebody you nominally like? What if you pretended to like yourself for a month? Why don't you resolve to do that? That would be a nice resolution. That's a pretty good resolution, but maybe you don't have to resolve at all. Maybe you don't have to worry about any of this. And it's, maybe, it's also a little bit of a mind trick, too, because you can't, you can't really, I, my word, you can't so really set. fail at it. Like, you it's can't really, really hard. That's true. That's true. Uh, too big to fail. Uh, failure is not an option. But failure is always an option. Uh, final thing, I was, so thank you, resolutions. I was listening to, I love the TV show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And one of my surprise podcast hits of this year is those three boys, um, not Dee and not Frank, but the, the, the three guys who, you know, created the show. Um, so what is it? That's, you know, Rob McElhaney, you can, well, either know or you don't. They started doing a podcast where they're, they watch and then talk about every episode of the show in order. And when I heard, well, first when somebody sent it to me, it was my friend Alex sent it to me. I didn't realize it was the three guys, and they were like, you guys should check this out. And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure I really need a sunny podcast. But then, of course, I realized it's these three guys on one of my all-time favorite TV shows, and they go through it an episode at a time. And if you like podcasts like I like podcasts, the kinds of podcasts I like, what are the kind of podcasts I like? Come for the topic, stay for the voice. Right. That, that's my whole deal. My whole deal is I, I, the topic might bring me in, but if I don't like the voices, I'm going to bounce. These three guys talking about this show. And of course, they can't help but be pretty good at storytelling. They're very funny people, very good writers. Anyway, they're up to, they're now into season two after Danny DeVito has joined. It's in notes. I really recommend you check it out. The Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, you should give it a chance. It's not what you think it is. Um, much like the great movie Tropic Thunder. Somebody will do a series on things. Yeah, you've been you tweeting about that recently. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with it. We watched it again this week. Um, um, they just got to the episode. I think the, they were on uh, the gang goes jihad. I've never seen the show. Um, I've, lived, I've lived the show, but I've never seen it. Um, um, I could think about some good ones for you to start with. Okay, it, it's. I mean, it's, it's very much one of those. Like, it's okay if you don't like this. Like, no sense to me. Hook, hook me up. 
Well, no, I was just gonna say like it's one of those shows that is in this in that in very much in that field of like this is either really your thing or it's really not. Um, but they're up to that that episode, which is a pretty funny. It's 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 in season two episode when things are really starting to gel. Dane DeVito's joined the show, but anyway, the point is they're talking about it's an oddly sort of not serious episode, but they talk a lot more about process than usual. Um, was it The Gang Goes Jihad? I want to double check that I'm not saying the wrong one because it is in show notes, I believe, 560. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is uh, Gang Goes Jihad. And they're talking about their process, and they just said something that, you know, because I'm walking around, um, you know, getting ready to talk with you. This is like 10 minutes before we started recording. And they're, they're, they're saying, like, you know, it's weird because, like, they're talking about the issue of like people who it becomes actually a joke on the show that first of all, they never win awards and everybody thinks it's a show where people just yell at each other. Um, and that becomes a bit, and there's an episode about that eventually about how they never win an award. And then Patty's tries to get a, a, an award for the bar, but they're saying like, Oh, you know, it's weird. Um, and you can, you can follow me on this, Dan. Oh, you know, Charlie, Charlie Day is saying like, Oh, it's, you know, there's so much stuff where like, uh, or Glenn Howerton maybe said this is, bands were like, I might really like this album the first time I hear it, but it doesn't really stick with me. But then there's other ones where like, if it's a band I really like, I go back and listen again and like, oh my God, it really kind of gets better every time. And he's talking about like Imagine Dragons. One reason he likes, I don't care for them, but he does. And he says one reason he likes them is they're very like, F you, this is the music that we make band. And then Charlie says, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely movies like that where the first time you watch it, you're like, huh, I guess that was good. And I think I might have actually almost audibly said the name of a film. And I go, Big Lebowski. Mm -hmm. And like all three of them were like, oh, God, yes, The Big Lebowski. All three of them (laughs) were like, when that movie came out after Fargo, we've had this discussion, the movie, you follow up your Academy Award winning movie Fargo by putting out The Big Lebowski. Like, what are you thinking? What are you even thinking about? You watch it the first time and it's funny. This has been on the show for approaching 10 years now, Dan, but it really, you, you go through a journey with the Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just tell you about that because it made me think of you Aww. when I heard it. I was in the bathroom. I was uh, maintaining my ice machine, which is not- <laughs> Not in the bathroom, well, I, I could, Oh, yeah. That's the only place I have room. Mm. What are you worried about? You worried about outgassing? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's, it closes. So I thought mm. of you- in my bathroom, because uh, they, were, they were talking about the Big Lebowski. Anyway, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, you guys. You should check it out. Um, it's, in, it's in its 15th season, which is insane. That is insane. Um, Who can say about, that? Who uh, can say that? You want to close out the year with some VS Code? I want to talk or a little bit VS, about VS Code. Maybe VS, VS Naipaul. VS, okay, so let me, let okay. me frame this for you. Oh, I love a reframe. Okay. So as, as you know, I do a handful of uh, codes. I write them. And I do the software development stuff. And so a text editor, Mm. I am using a text editor. If I'm, if I'm working, if I'm working eight to 10 hours a day, I'm in the text editor eight to 10 hours a day. Usually. I mean, everything happens in there from notes to the code to everything. It's the, it's the screwdriver of nerds. It really is. And I know there are a lot of people who are building uh, you know, they're using Xcode and things like that because they're building an application that they're compiling and it's like an iOS app or a Mac app or whatever, something like that. The kind of software development that I do primarily is web application development. So 
uh, I'm doing a lot of the type some code into the text editor and then command tab over and reload the, the browser. That's a big part of what I'm doing. So I don't have some kind of big IDE or anything. It's just writing code in a text editor. That's so you're not using home site anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, I was, I was using Dreamweaver. How magical, but, how magical that was yeah. at the time. What was the one, the Microsoft one? The Visual Code? No, the horrible, horrible Microsoft web development app. Front page. Uh, oh, oh, the, oh, the, the web page. You remember front app. page? But no, but like home site would work so well with Cold Fusion. Yeah, and it I knew know where you your like application. You were a Cold Fusion guy. I always forget you're a for Cold like Fusion ha- guy. For like three months. I'm no Matt Howie. Yeah. <laughs> well, who, who is? Uh, Matt Howie. But he's, he's even Matt Howie's thorough. not Matt Howie anymore, if you think about Whoa, it. Whoa, pump the brakes. What? No, um, he knows so what I'm talking about. He's feeling it right now as he hears you this. You get things that are helpful. You get in a text editor, you do get things like syntax highlighting, probably like BB Edit. My God, there's just a, the there's syntax no highlighting. Integration with Git. But like you need something that at the end of the day is, and I've got my, I've been returning. I'm going to return. I've got my two O'Reilly books right here that I'm going to go back to learning the Unix operating system and bash. I'm going to, that's one of my projects right now okay. is going back to those books. But yeah, in, in your, as we, as we call it, uh, in the uh, asterisk Nick's world, you got a buffer. You're in a buffer doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and things mean different things in different contexts, but at the end of the day, it is arguably next to, ar- well, maybe even more than paper. I don't know. A .txt or any kind of a text file, an uncompiled text file is one of the most economical and powerful things in the world. It's what you can true. do with it, it's mind-blowing. And until you really read about how dumb a text file is, it's incredible what we do with text files. This bunch of text files over here makes all of the apps on your phone. I'm going to send you a screenshot. Right? Yeah, I'm going to send you a screenshot of something I'm working on right now. But you can't, you I would can't, love that. You can't like read the code out on the air because it's secret. It's all, you know, it's very secret. Hmm. So you can't just read it. All right, hold on. I'm okay, going to take okay. you a screenshot like I, of what this oh, looks like. Is this going to be like the DVD? DVD. It'll um, be just like decoding. that. It'll okay. be just like i got to put Brian, Brian Butterfield. I'm going to put All that right, so that you can see yeah. syntax highlighting happening in full effect right here. And, you know, there are a lot of things that most code text editors do, and they all, they all kind of do them pretty well, and they all kind of do them pretty much the same. And TextMate was really innovative in this space. I don't remember when TextMate first the came rail, out. The rail? Oh, I can. I do. I do. It, it was, was when uh, that, that David Hanemeyer Hansen, yeah, DHH. When he did the demo of Rails, yes. and he kept saying "boom." But I mean, it was and out like, before that. But that no, it was. If it was, it was in crazy beta because that I saw that because I was always looking at the next editor that was going to come along when he did that demo. Yeah. That amazing demo. It was amazing to demonstrate. Rails for the first time I ever saw Rails and well everyone Rails, that was the first right? time Not anyone Ruby, saw Rails it. yeah boom and but like you were like wait wait wait, wait, wait. and I was that guy I was that guy sure. from the internet where it's like whoa whoa, whoa. what happens this because <laughs> it was so freaking cool it was mind blowing what it could do and so that kind of became the de facto standard for all Rails developers everywhere and a lot of other developers too and I was love TextMate I used it for years and years and years and then they come yeah. out with a new version. But development kind of slowed or stalled or stopped on it for a while. And other newer, mm-hmm. better things came out. And one of those was Sublime Text. So I switched to Sublime Text and I've been using that for quite a while. And people kept mentioning that, oh, you know, there's, there's something even better. There's other things even better. And the two newer ones that huh. came out that kind of, they took, they took, if you remember the way that I explained the new Funka Pro. Um, Funka Pro. 
it they took a huge i guess a, a, a divergent path God, i thought you were gonna say a dump they took a huge took a huge dump on what was the prior way of doing it and mm-hmm. they came out with this new way and i remember you, your friend uh and mine uh sandy uh mm-hmm. he came out and said dan don't just forget Final Cut Pro now. Go away from it. And I said, really? He's like, we've all gone away from it in the industry because it's so different. It's not great. Now, then they came out and they made it better. And a lot of people hmm. came back. But if you look at something like, um, uh, like for example, uh, and, and, and this is one that we have talked about before, which is Adobe Premiere Pro. Adobe Premiere Pro, it's sort of like picked up where the old Final Cut Pro stopped and took it where it could or should have even gone. That's such it's such a market opportunity for whoever can pull it off. Yes. When you get frustrated, you're like, oh, Photoshop changed all my key commands. And it's like, well, hello, like there's Pixelmator and there's Acorn and maybe you don't need all those things. You really just need these things. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, right. it makes me happy when that happens. And so I think that um I think that in a lot of ways these newer text editors that have come out for code developers are building upon everything that TextMate had started and what Sublime Text and other ones continued. And they've kept it. Instead of diverging, they've kept it, but they're just next level. They took everything that those applications tried to do and they Mm -hmm. did them even better. And so the two big ones are um, VS Code or Visual Studio Code, which is by Microsoft. And Mm -hmm. then uh, JetBrains makes another one, another editor. Mm, Yep, yep, yep. I've tried both of them. I like them both. I think... I think JetBrains is maybe bigger in the Rails community now, but I tried it and I didn't like it personally as much as uh, VS Code. Now, I want to mention something else about VS Code that's pretty cool. It's completely open source. They make the entire application open source. You could download it. There's a big community. I mean, there's just so many plugins and syntax highlightings. And like, I don't want to love this app, Dan, but it's so freaking good. This is how I feel. This is how I feel. And there are, there is an entire marketplace. Most of it's, I say that it sounds like they're charging for stuff. There are things in there you can pay for. If you can't, like, if you can't, like, like I, BB edit is like, oh my God, it's, it's so freaking good. I use, it's not one of these that I use over the others. I guess if I had this as a job, I would, but I love them all. But like BB Edit, you're not going to get to use that on Linux and Windows, I don't no, think. No, you, you can't. You, if you want you something that works across lots of places, and like this, it really is kind of magic. And BB Edit, as much as a, a for me, that's a must-have on any Mac. I love that. I've had that since, God, mm-hmm. I don't even remember when I first used it. I had it since system, 1996. Wow, right? Was that like a System I got a, 7 time well, I got period, a, or? System nine, something like that. So I don't know, something like that. But I, I for years I kept the yellow pitted uh, T-shirt I got because I put a badge on my my website. I had a badge on my website that said maybe made with BBED, and they sent me a shirt. April like twelfth, nineteen ninety two, twelve years ago. Yeesh. Yikes! And it this is because text edit could not load files larger than thirty two k in size, and uh, BB mm-hmm. Edit came out. I loved BB Edit. I still love BB Edit. I still use it for That's a lot a of things. App. But it's it's so incredible. I for my development stuff, and so there is this really really awesome marketplace. It's full of these amazing extensions. And extensions are everything from you know GitHub integration to different themes that you can use to integrations mm-hmm. with you know PostgreSQL right there in the editor. Um, linting, if that's something that you do, 
uh, all you know, prettify, com- prettify, and prettify, like, like, like completion. Lint. Yeah, yeah, all those. Um, I mean, so, 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 so much stuff is built into this mar- and that's in this marketplace, and you can get all of this stuff, and it's integrated really nicely. And the the entire what's great about VS Code is it has a wonderful preferences screen, but you can also just manually enter preferences yourself in a JSON file. It's like they've thought of everything. There's so much integration. It it looks great. It works great. It doesn't have CPU memory leaks or anything like that. But there is apparently, mm-hmm. there for people who are like, well, Microsoft is watching you, th- there is a project called VS Codium which is hmm. the a, a company has taken the open source version and compiled it for basically every platform. You can do this yourself, but they're just doing it for you. That that doesn't have it, whatever telemetry that Microsoft is in theory adding. It it phones home once in a while. I don't care. Wait, you see, like it, it's it's wait. So so the whole like binary, everything's open source. It's just that in this case, you're getting it from someplace where like Microsoft hasn't touched. Apparently, what is it? What is it? What is it you're getting as opposed I, to I, I will usually. I will tell you. So it. VS Codium, oh. I'll put this in the, I'll put all this in the show notes here. Hold on. Um, can't talk. And there it is right there. This goes yeah, into the show notes. I'm clicking. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So VS Codium is a community-driven, freely licensed binary distribution of Microsoft's editor VS Code. Why does this exist? Microsoft's VS oh, source code. it's like Chrome versus Chromium. It's Chromium. Is open source, but the product okay. available for download is licensed under this not floss license and contains telemetry slash tracking according to this comment from a VS Code maintainer. So the whole reason this project hmm. exists is there's some VS Code maintainer who posted something on a message board a few years ago. But basically what they say is when we, Microsoft builds VS Code, we do exactly this. We clone the VS Code repository. We lay down a customized product.json that has Microsoft specific functionality, functionality like telemetry, mm-hmm. gallery, logo, etc., and then produce a build that we release under our license. So, tell me what telemetry means. Is that phone home stuff? It is phone home stuff, apparently. Okay. And, and okay. If, you download, if you download it yourself from GitHub and compile it yourself, then there's no telemetry mm-hmm. there. If you download I it see. from so VS Code. Somebody's Codium, compiling that and making a package. And you can just you can install get. it. You can install it with Homebrew. Yep. Got it, got it. You can do okay. all this stuff. So the, the downside of that is the downside of that is there are not not everything in for and I don't know why this is, but not everything in the marketplace and all the extensions are available for it. So I'm still using the Microsoft one. You know what? I don't care if Microsoft if I phone home to Microsoft. Like I don't care. I've got better things to still, worry about I in mean, my like, life than, really than the Microsoft guy, knows when Island. I launched a, an application. We're like the guy on Gilligan's Island that doesn't know the Second World War is over. You know, that's right. It's like people are still litigating the '80s in the in the in the weirdest ways, and but like, okay, fine, whatever. If you've got your your you've got your reasons, like, but God, it's you there. Can, you can make your life it. so difficult for almost no returns. Want it. And I love this editor. I know it's weird that I'm talking this much about an editor, but for a long time, I mean, again, maybe I should say this again. I'm using hmm. this thing eight to ten hours a day. It's not a you, minor thing. You gotta love it. You gotta like it. And it is the integrations it has. So if you're if you're a developer out there and you're not living in something like an Xcode or a Java ID or something already, take a look at this thing. It you're is being compensated really, really by big Microsoft for this. I wish I was, and I would. I know. I would me totally, too. Totally, totally bite the hand that feeds me too if I could. 
but look what I look what I just sent you, which is going to yes, probably what is not make a ton of what sense. What is this? Now? So you're looking you're looking at a window in Safari, and so the thing that I use uh, I use and abuse to run a lot of my uh, home related things is called Home Assistant, mm-hmm. and it's an open source like ecosystem for, you know, whether it does home kit stuff, it does Apple iCloud stuff. It like pulls everything together so that I can hook all the different pieces and parts. Mm-hmm. When I mentioned that about BB edit, and again, I don't mean to damn with faint praise. I, I think my bona fides and love for BB edit are there. Um, but, but it is so neat how portable, not just text files are, but in this instance, what are you looking at, Dan? Does that look familiar at all? Yeah. It looks in a browser. It looks the same. <laughs> Yeah. In a browser, there's a plugin for Home Assistant that lets you do VS Code as, basically as your editor. So any of the benefits you have from other places, you bring with you here in my, in this case, configuration.yaml file. Amazing. So it, that's the beauty. And then like, you know, I need to spend more time. I just finally bought a copy of Tower and I really need to spend time with it. I'm just very confused by Git. I think it was designed to be confusing. What can Push and I, pull should be. Uh, let, me, let me talk to you for a minute about Git. 2022. There is, you want to save it for 2022 or I can talk? Well, it's like, it's been, you know, Let me plant I want to make seed. sure I wanna, we got time to do the show and make the notes, I'm gonna but plant, I just, I wanted to get your back. I'm going to plant the seed. Write it down. I'm going to write it down, Capture that. but I'm going to plant that. the seed right now. And, the and what I'm going to say, what I'm going to yep. say is mm. that Git is- I would love, actually, you know what? I would love that. Can we make that a series? Will you, Git in general and GitHub in particular, mm-hmm. will you help me with that? Yes. That'll be that could be. I mean, I've done it. I've done it in the same way that I did your Hive Logic, you know, mm-hmm. my SQL installations, right. where I can sit there with a manual open and go, okay, just just here's the mnemonic. What sounds like push is pull, and what sounds like pull is push. Mm-hmm. Huh? Is it get, get ignore? What? <laughs> I can explain all of this. All of it. I know. I it. know. I got. I created a folder in my documents folder, so it's all there. I was hoping this would be a thing where I could go from. My wisdom project being a gist to becoming a, I could probably you make can, it. I don't, you can do that. Yeah. And I you guess. can do it so all you, in the, you know, I do a copy and paste. You can do it paste. all in the editor and you don't need to type any git commands really. Hmm. Well, and like I say though, or not, not like I say, like I, like I think, like I think, um, there's so many interesting, um, uh, boy, I think the internet is dying. That's another thing. Right now? Um, well, my hub says check internet connection, which is usually not but good. But you're talking you're to me and I can out. hear you. Well, this might have been from earlier. Oh, okay. How would you how would you know would if reality not. was real? Um, I would actually let's do that and think about that. Well, we'll both think about that. Sorry, that sounded like an order, and I didn't mean it to. Please think about what the shape of that would look like. We could probably pretty quickly get through. Here's what Git Git is, and this is what it's for. Um, and we'd be talking about Git and then GitHub, and maybe some client maybe things. What that Git Lens. Get lens, huh? Mm-hmm. Get get uh, get uh, get. Uh, I don't even have any good puns for this. Mm-mm. I keep thinking, isn't there isn't there a, a LCD sound machine song that starts with get get <laughs> I don't know. get? Well, I have to look now. I mean, I'm sure there um, is. My God, time goes by really fast. Have you picked up on this yet? The way the time is get. changing. Yeah, I used to have a, a DFA shirt. LCD sound system. Would you? Are you going to prepare a syllabus for that? I could, if that would be useful. Get innocuous. I'll put it in show notes. Okay. Get innocuous. Have you gone back and listened um, to LCD sound system lately? 
I mean, not within the last few weeks, but they're. Oh uh, my god, they're them. still so good. I think I look like him a little bit. Okay, I see that. Um, I can see that. The, well, okay, so like, I don't know if you know what he looks like. I but, do. Um, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I can see that. I, LCD sound system guy yeah. is his name. Yeah. I think it was a professor that died that he wrote that sad song about. Yeah, that's right. How do you know this? You never listened to them. What are you talking I, I about? I listened to them extensively, and I've read all the Wikipedia pages, and I know the is song Def, you're talking about. And I thought he house, was your t- house. I thought he was talking about like a lover <laughs> or something, but it was his like his yes. therapist, and he talked about how he had really had this amazing bond with the therapist, and he could never find another therapist. Oh, he was could that get it? The bond with. It's such a sad song. I know. Heartbreaking. Huh. Um, what else do we have to cover? Wisdom document, task paper. Oh, so the task paper is. I was thinking maybe you could people who are interested in task paper. I would tell you why I like task paper, but I also uh, had the presence of mind to start capturing some of my super secret ways that I make task paper super effective that have actually had an impact outside of task paper. I've renamed all the contexts in my life so that they are alphabetically unique, such that. I, that started out as wanting to have easy autofill, mm-hmm. but then it became a way that I can, on this piece of paper, if I write an O, that means office. If I write H, that means house. And that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't started with task paper. So I thought, I'm always talking about task paper. Write that down, Dan. Maybe that's part of our Git project. Task no, paper. Not. Well, it's task already paper. written down as line nine. Have you, have you tried that Marco app, what's called Maestral? Have you tried that Dropbox replacement yet? Uh, I did try it and I didn't like it. And I don't like the Dropbox. You use it for stuff like sending links. You use Dropbox for what it's there for. Like no more than just a dumb hard drive. You use stuff probably. I do. And I've moved primary cloud storage is all iCloud for me now. A Dropbox Ah, is. How do you get it to stay updated? What, what jukebox do you hit to make it download now? Ugh. Okay, write that down. All right. Write that. Oh, cloud. boy. 2022 is going to be a big year, Dan. Big I, year. I thought we were going to cover all these, uh, you know, the first episode. That way we can first talk about what show? we do in the we shadows have to go back. Um, oh, the rest of the year. Oh. But that's fine. If you want to um, do them all year long, we can do it that way. Shawnee! <laughs> um, this is best friend uh, Sean. Uh-huh. Did you, see the one, did you see the one where they have to erase his memory? Did you see the, have you seen Brain Scramblies yet? Yes. <laughs> He's obsessed with Ocean's 12. I love it. He's not obsessed with Ocean's no, 11. No, not 11. Although, as you'll see, as you'll see, he, he realizes that there's there's a lot of good world building in Ocean's 11. That's, that's all it is, really. Get to the episode called The Casino. That's tonight. Bazinga! Tonight. That is the war, that is the war cry of their tall leader, Sheldon. Are you ruining it for me? I'm ruining everything for everybody, oh. inclusive. Oh, and I didn't hey, tell you. Hold on, I got No, 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 no don't say it. yet. I got to talk about where you, another topic is pillows. Hmm. Like guy pillow? <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> it's not my pillow, it's guy pillow. Guy pillow. You know, I can't sell them to women because. And, inst- and instant <laughs> pot and rice cookers. Instant pot and rice. Boy, we got a bit. 22. 20, hmm, 3, 2, <laughs> 20. Next year. Hmm. It's going to be a big year. It's going to be a huge year. This will be our year. Hmm. 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 All right, Dan. Well, Mm -hmm. hey, everybody. Thank you all. Like, really legit. Thank you for listening to the program. I know it gets a little silly sometimes. I hope you, uh, uh, well, you you know, you you should come for whatever reason you want to come. You don't get to pick these things. But if you you come for the topic and you stay for the voice, we hope you keep coming and coming and coming. (laughs) And uh, we'll be back, you know, uh, next year. 
Um, but remember, you got a rabbit, rabbit coming. Make it last. Make it last. Maybe she uh, like well, no, make it last all year long. Make it last all year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a chance on me. Yeah. Um, hmm. All right. Well, I, boy, that was a weird one, huh? That's the best. One. I like the ones where you prepare. Thank you very much, Dan. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, button this up. All right. Okay, I love I you. I love you too, Merlin, man.